I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, travelers. Welcome to the very first episode of Miles Away. This is your host, Zach Honig, and I'll be coming to you every Wednesday to explain how to get to some of the world's most luxurious destinations using your points and miles. On this episode, I'll be talking to the Points Guys senior writer, Darren Murph, about ways to get to the islands making up French Polynesia. So, Darren, welcome to Miles Away. Thank you, sir. Happy to be here. So, Darren and I actually go way, way back. I've been at uh, TBG since 2015, so I've been working with Brian for uh, about four years now, but... Darren actually brought me on to Engadget in 2011, and now we have an opportunity to work again in his role as senior writer for The Points Guy. So, Yes, indeed. How's it been going so far, Darren? It's amazing. It's exactly how you think it would be. We get to live and write about and breathe and eat and sleep travel all the time. It's magnificent. What has been your best trip to date at TPG? The best trip to date at TPG coincidentally is the one that we'll probably be talking about today and that's took me to tahiti and morea in the middle of the south Pacific. just just a couple months into your uh role at tbg you got to go to paradise which is something not too many people can say i think yeah no it's uh it's incredible you uh my wife and i my wife went along with me on that trip and we pinched ourselves a a number of times reminding ourselves that this is work it was phenomenal. In French Polynesia, a lot of people think of that. They would they would say that's a once-in-a-lifetime destination. And Darren, you're in your 30s now. How many times have you been to French Polynesia? Yes, yeah, so this year made number four. Four <laughs> trips, okay. <laughs> Which is, uh, com- it's unbelievable even to me, and I've been there four times. Uh, but it doesn't get old, and I hope there are many, many, many more around the corner. Yeah, so French Polynesia, it's it's kind of been on my list, but near the bottom, just because it's it's been a bit of a pain to get to. And that changed this year. There's a couple new airlines that have launched service to Papayete, which is in Tahiti. Am I pronouncing that right? Is it Papayete? Or pa- it is. It is. I initially pronounced it as Papit for a long time yep. until someone corrected me. But raising hand here, I, I said Papit as well. So Papayete. Yes. And United and French B both launched service this year from San Francisco to Papayete. That's, mm-hmm. uh, PPT is the airport code. Yes. And so that's really made French Polynesia a lot more accessible to people. Yeah. In my prior trips, I flew Air France. I'm a Delta loyalist, and so it worked out that I could fly Air France and earn Delta miles or redeem Delta miles on that Air France flight. But having more competition has been huge. Already I've seen Air France under pricing pressure. Those flights are notoriously expensive, and with French being United coming in and cutting under them, It should lower the cost and the burden. And so this, in theory, should be a much more accessible destination than it has been. Mm -hmm. And and we should note that all these international airlines, they fly into Papayete, which is on the island of Tahiti. Yes. And that should not be your final destination. (laughs) Yeah, it's um, much like, well, the name Tahiti should not be confused for all of French Polynesia. A lot of people hear Tahiti and they think it's one singular place. It's not. That's just the main island where the major international airport is on. Most of the Postcards you've seen with pictures of French Polynesia are not in Tahiti. 
Okay, so what am I looking at if I'm looking at a postcard of French Polynesia? You are most likely looking at one of the other society islands. So that would be Morea or Taha'a or Bora Bora. Okay, Bora Bora is obviously the one that comes to mind for most people. Is that the one you recommend for everyone, or how do they break down? Not for everyone. Bora Bora is, hands down, the most Googled honeymoon destination in the world. And it is indeed an amazing couple's honeymoon destination. Uh, but it, I wouldn't say it's necessarily the best one for everyone, and I don't think it should be the first one you go to. Uh, one, one reason is it's pretty complicated to get there, so you need to be somewhat of an expert on planning just to make it not stressful. The other is there's an island that's just a ferry ride away from Tahiti by the name of Morea that's much more diverse, a lot less expensive, and it has something for everyone, which Bora Bora is, I would say, caters to couples. So for families or folks that just want to have more adventure, they aren't necessarily going on a honeymoon. Morea offers all of that and the spectacular aqua, aquamarine water that you would expect in that part of the world. Got it. So what, what about the island of Tahiti? I know that there's the intercontinental Tahiti, which I, I stayed at because I had to stay somewhere overnight. Yeah. I, I didn't love it. It was it was fine. It kind of felt like going to Hawaii and then only going to Oahu. And yeah. Maybe only going to Oahu and only going to Waikiki. Yes. Yeah. So Tahiti, uh, I have actually not explored Tahiti at length. I've only used it as an overnighting destination. So I have very limited experience on the island of Tahiti. If I go back again, I do want to take a day or two to just rent a car and drive around it just to see what I see. I will say, though, if you are there overnight at 6 p.m. on the dot, in the main park in downtown Papiete, floods of food trucks come out serving all type of cuisines. And I actually published a guide on this. So if you search on thepointsguy.com for food trucks, you will no doubt see it. That's the highlight of Papiete. The food is unbelievable. It's really cheap. It's, it's cooked right there in the trucks by locals. It's a cool experience. And that's something that I just I would not expect to find there. Not at all. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes it even more incredible is you're right on the waterfront. So you have this amazing sunset view over the water, looking into Morea, and there are dozens and dozens of food trucks. And it's just a random place in the world to find them, but they are spectacular. That's kind of crazy. So we have food trucks in New York, obviously. I I can walk down the street and get a different type of cuisine, uh, mostly Middle Eastern for the most part. But food trucks aside, what do you do in French Polynesia? You go to relax, you go to explore, and if you go without a camera, you're doing it wrong. (laughs) So I do want to back up a little bit and say French Polynesia is hands down one of the world's most spectacular otherworldly places. It is completely extraordinary in every way. The watercolor is unlike you'll see anywhere else in the world. The culture there is very unique. The food is incredible. And the resort quality there is exceptional. And it's also in a unique part of the world where they don't really have the wind and water effects and damage that hurricanes can bring. Mm -hmm. So what that allows them to do is build overwater bungalows similar to what you'd find in the Maldives. Interesting. I've wondered why some destinations have overwater bungalows and others just don't. So French Polynesia, they do have a hurricane season. But historically, it has been so gentle and light that hotelers will still build an overwater bungalow. Mm -hmm. It's why you will still find some parts of the world, like the Caribbean, with incredibly blue water, but no one dares build an overwater bungalow there because every fall you have to watch out for these major storms coming through and ripping everything up. So 
for now, it remains one of the safer spots in the world where these bungalows can be built. And so if you've ever dreamed of staying at one, this is one of very few places where you can go and do that. And would you spend your whole time in an overwater bungalow? Is there something to be said for the beach bungalows too? Yeah. So I'm speaking mostly uh, on Morea here. I, I've also been to Bora Bora. But I would say spend, if you can, half the trip in an overwater bungalow and then the other half on an overland bungalow. And here's why. Because money is a thing and resources aren't infinite. And I would rather you spend half the trip in an overwater and then spread that money to stay in a beach bungalow and just stay there longer than to say, oh, I can only go to French Polynesia for three days in an overwater bungalow. Mm -hmm. Try to stay longer. There's plenty to see and do. And that's one of the first things that comes to mind, too. When you think of French Polynesia, you think it's going to cost me a lot of money. We're going to get into how to do it on miles and points in in a little bit. But can you kind of walk me through a a day in the life of of Darren and and Dana Murph in French Polynesia? Yeah. Like, what did you spend money on? What did you do? I I like this question. It brings me back to a very happy place. So an average day, we'll wake up. We try to wake up for sunrise because it's one of the most beautiful sunrises in the world. And you're only there a few days. You might as well take advantage of that. Then we would usually try to make our way to the gym. And the reason for that is we stayed at the Hilton Morea and in Included in our stay was a breakfast uh, buffet that was enormous, uh, like 800 square feet of just food. Oh, my God. It's outrageous. There was an entire bread bar because essentially you're in France. And so every type of bread imaginable, uh, croissants, just loaf bread, muffins, it's, it's all there. So if you want carbs, th- this is a good place to go. So then we would indulge in breakfast. And honestly, I, th- the days there are so beautiful, I try to skip lunch and just enjoy being outside. So I'd, I'd eat a lot at breakfast, and then we would go out and explore. The, the most fun we had in Morea was renting our own car and doing a self-guided tour. That's interesting. Okay, so yeah. when you think of these overwater bungalows and hotels that offer them, you, you kind of think they're very secluded. Yes. I mean, the, the Maldives, for example, you, there's nowhere to even drive, really. That's right. Re- certainly rent a car. That's right. So this is why I recommend Morea because you can go a little stir-crazy if you're in the Maldives and your overwater bungalow is on this self-contained island where the extent of your exploration is going to be walking around the same beach 20 times during the day. Mm-hmm. And in Bora Bora, you'll get stuck with that as well. Your resort is on a single motu with very little real estate. So there's not a lot to do beyond gawk. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you want to do something more, Morea is great for that because you can sit around and gawk and appreciate the beauty from your overwater bungalow. But you can also, there's an actual island there. And there's an actual interior that's lush and you can drive around roads and hike up mountains. There's other things to do, mm-hmm. which we like to do in the middle of the day when the weather's beautiful and take a lot of photos and then come back, of course, for the amazing sunset at your overwater bungalow. Got it. OK, yeah. so skip lunch. You have dinner at the hotel. Uh, if I have to. I mean, when I when I went there, I reviewed the restaurants there. But look, resort uh, restaurants are outrageously expensive. In some ways, it's like being at Disneyland or Disney World. You have a captive audience that so they're going to raise the rates accordingly. If you're on Morea, there's a restaurant called Lay Mayflower. Okay. It's interesting because they throw Lay in there and then Mayflower is a very American name. Yeah. But nevertheless, they will pick you up and drop you off for free. This is something that is fairly common throughout French Polynesia. They know a lot of people don't rent vehicles. Uh, and the food was phenomenal. It was half the price of the resort. And uh, so that's what I'd recommend if you're looking for a dinner spot. Mm-hmm. And, and we're talking about, is it French food there? It's French food, but also uh, some Asian cuisine and a few other things mixed in. So one thing that, that kind of caught me by surprise is French Polynesia is French. You're in France. Yes, I mean, the people there much. are very French. <laughs> very French. <laughs> 
and the food is French, yes. and the currency is actually tied to the euro. So yes. I mean, it's it's kind of an extension of France. It, it's France's Hawaii. And, and a shocking amount of people will fly legitimately halfway around the world from Paris to Papillette. I think everyone on my French B flight was continuing on to Paris. And in yep. that super tight economy, I, I don't That's know true dedication uh, to fly from Paris to L.A. or uh, the West Coast to SF and then continue on. But if you've ever been there, you'll understand why people do it. It's legitimately amazing. And for a lot of the French, it feels like home. Uh, you get your own passport lame when you arrive. I mean, it's it, it caters to French nationals. Right. That makes sense. Um, so we don't have a whole lot of time before we talk about how to get there and where to stay. But I want to touch on the other islands a little bit. So which which other islands have you been to and who do you recommend those for? So I've been to Ratea. I've flown into Ratea and I've been to Taha'a technically, but it was uh, Vahini Island, which is another one of those self-contained islands that is technically a part of Taha, but not on the main island. And then, of course, I've been to Bora Bora, the main island, as well as the Thalazo, which is on its own motu. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to French Polynesia and not going to visit Bora Bora, are you doing it wrong? Or is that just somewhere you don't necessarily have to go uh, on your first trip? No, not you're not doing it wrong. Uh, the first time I went, we spent a week in Morea, and I don't regret it at all. We did Morea right, and we were able to spend enough time there to see and explore. One thing I wouldn't recommend doing is trying to island hop a lot in French Polynesia. There are dozens of amazing islands to visit, and if you just try to spend a day or two on each one and hop around, you waste so much time and money just in transit, you don't really get the full experience of any one place. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw a couple cruise ships from my, yeah. my hotel in Bora Bora, and it seems like that's exactly what they do. I mean, they, yeah. they move around from one island to the next, and you, you get just a little bit of time to explore, but that's not something you'd recommend? I mean, it doesn't suit my style. I like to get to a place and, and really embrace it. Uh, if you're more the look-see type of place, then a, a cruise down there might be more for you. Sounds good. Well, since we're not staying on a cruise ship, we're going to talk about alternative accommodations in just a moment. But first, let's take a quick break. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So I'm back here with Darren Murph. He is our resident TPG expert on paradise. You know what? I'll embrace that logo. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. Can I that's, get that tattooed? That's fair. I, I, can I be the runner-up? I think I want to be the the number two uh, to the. It's the totally paradise fine. Expert. You know what? Every Polynesian uh, traveler needs a co-pilot. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's easier to get there. So you can be an expert and, and really, you know, explore quite a different a few different options uh, when it comes to flying to and from French Polynesia. And that's exactly what we did recently. So uh, you, Brian, and I all went to Tahiti yep. uh, and then beyond Tahiti as well. Sure. But we flew different airlines. So I flew United going out. It was the, actually the inaugural flight from San Francisco to Tahiti. Yep. And then on the way back, I flew French B which I did not love <laughs> very much. It's got a fun name, but it, it kind of stops there. I mean, there's yeah. just, there's not much fun on board to say. So, t- so I, I haven't flown either of those. So tell me, tell me about those. I well, mean, people are wondering 
if I'm going to go there, I need to know that what, what the product's going to be. Yeah, like. exactly. Well, the, so the, the fares are actually comparable, which is really interesting because French B is very much a low-cost carrier. Yeah. And so it's no frills. You, you have to pay for everything. Uh, you know, the, there's buy-on-board food. It, a lot of people are actually flying all the way from Paris to Tahiti. So they're spending about 20 hours on this aircraft with a stop in San Francisco. And premium economy is as nice as it gets. It's n- as nice as it gets, and it's not that nice. No. I mean, those those seats were barely wider than, you know, regular economy seats. Economy on United 767 is wider than premium economy on the French B A350, oh, which is yeah. insane. So take note of that. If you plan on booking French B and then splurging for premium economy, space-wise, you're just as well on United economy. Yeah. Exa- well, I should clarify that United does not fly 767s to no, that's true. Tahiti. Yeah. They could. I mean, it could easily make that trip, but they fly the Dreamliner, which yeah. is a much newer, nicer aircraft, slightly narrower seats, but you've got a 333 configuration in economy, and then it's 222 in business class. This is the older uh, Life Lab business class product. And it, it actually, 222 kind of makes sense for that destination and that it's market. It's couples, right? It's couples going there. I mean, yeah. there aren't too many business travelers flying between San Francisco and Tahiti. If, no. If any. I mean, if us, I, right? Are I, we the I, only I, business travelers? It's, it's funny. I actually met someone that is a business traveler going there. Uh, he's in the vertical crop farming business. Oh. And they're going to install essentially a modular greenhouse in Tahiti so a restaurant can basically grow their own herbs that are then served on food. Okay. So, well, there is a case to be important made. Important note, I mean, if, if you want to work <laughs> in paradise and live in the United States, that is definitely Agriculture possible. is the way to go. Agricul- vertical farming yes. is the future. Yes. So uh, tell me, speaking of, of food, um, I think your French bee experience was not super great? No, it was not super great at all. The United experience is what you would expect for United. There's nothing different. I thought maybe they'll have some Mai Tais. Not that the Mai Tai is... a typically Polynesian drink, but it's a South Pacific drink. It's a South Pacific drink. No yeah. Mai Tais. So you get yeah. Mai Tais to Hawaii, not not to Tahiti. That's but right. um, the food was exactly the same that you would get on San Francisco to Frankfurt or London mm-hmm. or any of the long haul flights. It's it's pretty lackluster. I mean nothing too exciting. Um, but you do ac- get access to the Polaris Lounge if you're flying in business class. Sure. With French B, there is no lounge access because there's no business class at all. <laughs> it's a brand new A three fifty, but You'd actually never know it once you step on board. It, it doesn't feel like an A350 really at all. I mean, it's premium economy up front and then a very tight economy product behind. But I was actually browsing French Bee's website, and they go into detail about their cuisine. <laughs> yes. And they say specifically it's not the typical chicken or fish option. Okay. And then right, when, it, with you. when it came time for me to eat, the flight attendant came by, and she said, chicken or fish. No. Yeah, exactly no. those words. So Are you being trolled? I, I feel like I was, but I, I'm pretty sure she has never visited the uh, the French the Bee website. website. of her employer? Yeah. yeah there's can, a little bit of a disconnect that. there. Okay. So French Bee, like Air Tahiti Nui, they're, they're pretty small airlines. They have very small fleets, uh, and they really focus on serving this Tahiti market. Yeah. Uh, I think French Bee has one other destination. It's Is it Reunion Island? Is that? That sounds right from Paris. I think yeah. it might be, yeah. So yeah. Reunion Island, which is really far as well. Yeah, that's a very long haul. Hours that's on my list of, of next tropical destination I want to go to. I don't think I'm going to take French B there. No, please do not. Now. Please do not. Okay. The other options, of course, are Air Tahiti Nui, which is it's also based in, in France, yep. actually, but uh, it is named for Tahiti. And they have a fleet, a very small fleet, actually, of a single Dreamliner right now. Yes. Uh, they are expanding and replacing their A340s, yep. which have an angle flat product. So they've right. got a new 222 live flat and 333 economy on the Dreamliner which is an upgrade 
throughout all the, the way plane. around. All the way around. Let me ask you really quick, French yeah. B. Do you earn anything? Like, you earn nothing at all. You earn okay. credit card points for your transaction. Oh man. Okay. Uh, and and you earn the right to say that you survived French B. Okay. Suppose. So that's that's another thing to mention. If the prices are comparable from United and French B, oh. even on United, if you earn some miles, essentially that's a bit of the money back in your pocket. Exactly. And if you have elite status on United, even if you have silver status, uh, you can then select economy plus for free. Yeah. Which is you know probably comp- maybe maybe just shy of the quality you can expect to have in premium economy. So it sounds like if so. you're going to connect through SFO, United is the way to go if the prices are comparable. And I and I'll say I'm a little concerned at how low the United prices are. Yeah. You pick some of the days and you're like 500 bucks round trip to Tahiti is unprecedented. And I but I do wonder if they're just breaking into the market and will slowly rise right i mean i on. the response has apparently been very good um so originally it was introduced as as a seasonal service and yep. then on the day of launch about 30 45 minutes before we boarded the plane they actually announced that it's going to be year-round uh, just because of the demand and Amazing. the fares have been cheap from the very beginning yeah but if you think about it it's it's an eight-hour flight it's not crazy it's just a little you know it's a couple hours past hawaii sure so i mean i i think that they can they can probably make that work especially with the economics of the dreamliner yeah yeah. And the business fares, on the other hand, are, are not cheap. I mean, no. So you're we're looking dearly. Exactly. Typical business fares. And it's, it's a pretty small cabin. I, I think it's 36 seats because it's a 7878 Dreamliner. Yeah. So okay. moving on then to, to Air France, which you flew Air France both ways. I right? did. I flew Air France. That's the longer standing way to get there. So it's really it's a tale of two cabins. I flew there in premium economy on the red eye from Los Angeles and then flew in business on the daytime flight back from Papiete to L.A. So on the way out there, the premium economy cabin is extremely exclusive. There are only three rows of it. However, and there are many howevers, it's this shell-based product where the seat doesn't actually recline. It simply slouches into the hard plastic shell, which is truly awful for trying to sleep in. It is terrible. I didn't test it, but I think I would have actually slept better had I just left it. Was it more of an angle than you usually get in premium economy? It's, it is it is an angle, but it's this weird angle where gravity then wants to push you the rest of the way down, oh, yeah. like a slide. Like right? Like imagine trying seat. to sleep on a playground slide. Yeah, that would not be fun. You'd be better off just finding a wall to sit up against. At least gravity is not trying to push you down the eternal right, slide. Right, right. So the the comfort level was not great. And you also get basic or, or standard main cab, cabin meals. So you don't get any upgrade on the meal front. And you also have to use their restrooms. So although it's an exclusive cabin, you have to leave it to find the restroom. Got so it. It, it was it was to, to me, the upcharge wasn't worth it. Now, if I were on the daytime flight where you don't have, you don't have to sleep. Maybe, maybe it's worth it. And it's a triple seven that they have. It's a triple seven, yeah. And so it's arranged in two four two, which certainly beats the ten abreast back in economy, oh. no question. But on, on my ticket, it was around seven hundred dollars, so it broke down to about an extra hundred dollars per hour to be in that seat, and it was in no way worth it. On the flip side, returning in business class, phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Now, it's a splurge. They bank on people booking business class at full rates because it's a quote-unquote once-in-a-lifetime thing. Maybe it's their honeymoon. Cost is not an issue. And it's it's an amazing product. The meals were fantastic. The service was fantastic. Tons of room to stretch out. Uh, I, I would definitely fly that product again. And but it's one-to-one? It's one-to-one. Okay. And so I had one on the window, which was fantastic. Tons of privacy. Could stretch out. There's no Wi-Fi on that plane. 
So take that into consideration. Mm-hmm. I don't think Air France really cares so much because it's a leisure market. They don't think business travelers are going to be on their computers right, the whole time. Right, right. Uh, but it is worth noting. That's one thing to note, actually, about French B. They had Wi-Fi. It was fast. And it was completely free. Uh, I don't know if that was just something they had <laughs> overlooked because I connected to the Wi-Fi and there was no landing page. It just worked right away. Here's what it is. They think if you can disconnect from the seat and connect to the Internet, you're less likely to be complaining about Interesting. How tight, tight so I see this the other way. I see having a, a really <laughs> terrible time in premium economy yeah. and tweeting about it the whole time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's that. There's that. Um, yeah. Which is kind of what I did. Yeah, a little bit. Well, um, to be expected. And then, uh, so I guess if you're a business traveler, then then the one to one business on Air France makes sense. But for everyone else, you know, if you don't want to spend a ton of money, maybe consider United. Yeah, and points and miles, points and miles are an option. Um, the best way to book the Air France flight is through uh, Air France's own Flying Blue program. Now that they've switched to dynamic pricing, they don't have a flat award chart anymore. It makes it a little a little bit tougher. But mm-hmm. I saw economy fares starting around the 25,000-mile range oh, and, that's and business fares at around the 73.5 range through Flying, Flying Blue. And if you can also book it through Delta, but the economy rates there start at about 40,000 sky miles. Versus okay. twenty three yeah. five on flying blue, it doesn't make any sense to do Big that. Big difference, uh, and they don't sell business. Do so they, if you if you want business, you're gonna have to have to go flying blue. Got it. Okay. Yeah. The, fuel surcharges as well, or no? Uh, minimal. Okay. Yeah, hundred bucks. So you can also. You just told me something very interesting. You can actually use Delta Sky Miles to fly Air Tahiti Nui as well. This is true. So you can actually use Delta Sky Miles and American Miles. Yeah, American. To, I knew about but yeah, Delta. That's Delta. A Delta. It's like a stealth underground partner of delta you can use sky miles to book economy or business seats on air tahiti nui Uh, it's not on their online search engine so you're going to have to have a lot of dates available call up delta and just start playing with dates Mm -hmm. and they'll every single date they have to long sell into air tahiti nui wait for a response you need a few hours on the phone. And you need an agent willing to do that. You're, yes, okay. exactly. So I'm fortunate that I can call the Diamond Line, and they're happy to sit on the phone with me for two hours and just play with numbers. But you need some patience. But it is it is a good way to use Sky Miles if it's a last-ditch effort. I mean, it's worth the effort if you land in Tahiti. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one other thing that I want to talk about with the flights real quick before we move on is, is the timing. Because that, that really plays into it, especially if you're continuing on from Tahiti. So I flew United. We landed at... I I don't I think nine, eight or nine PM. Yep. And the last flight on Air Tahiti, so there's two airlines. There's Air Tahiti Nui, international carrier, and then right. Air Tahiti, which handles all of the domestic flight. They kind of have a monopoly there. They do have a monopoly. So anything within French Polynesia, island to island, that's Air Tahiti without the Nui. Completely Air different airline. Yes. And they don't know miles. miles. The website was built in the seventies. It looks like an Atari game. Yes, totally different. Uh-huh. And so my flight landed, I, it was around 9, let's say 9. And so I had to overnight in Tahiti. Yep. Uh, but I didn't really want to waste much time, you know, in Bora Bora. So I, I booked an early morning flight out. So I didn't get to experience Tahiti at all. Right. But I got to pay to be in Tahiti, <laughs> which was almost $400 a night. So sometimes there's availability at the Intercontinental. But it's it's a pricey hotel. Yeah, that's that's it. for me. That's a big bummer of the timing of the United flight. I actually prefer the timing of the Air France flight. So when it leaves Los Angeles, it leaves at uh, like midnight, essentially midnight, and it puts it in Tahiti at around seven a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm. So the downside of that is you just experienced a red eye. You're going to be exhausted. The upside is you land as the sun is rising over one of the most beautiful places in the world, and you have the entire day to get wherever you're going. 
Got it. Okay. Well, one thing that can be said for this this uh, late night United arrival is that can can you connect by ferry to Morea? Depends on the timing. Some of the uh, during some seasons they run more frequencies of the Tahiti to Morea ferry than others. And recently, uh, another carrier has joined. So there used to be just one carrier. Now there are two different companies operating the Tahiti to Morea. Uh, route. So definitely check their websites. I put up a guide on the points guy. Check that out. Look at the timing for whenever you're going. Uh, that that could be an amazing way to kind of save the day and you don't have to spend money to stay in Tahiti, a place that isn't really your destination. Right. And and you can fly to Morea. It's, a I think, a yeah. four-minute flight, <laughs> yeah. which is insane. You, you see it very clearly when you land in Tahiti. You can fly to Morea. I would not recommend it if you're coming from Tahiti. The view from the ferry is unbelievable. The fresh air after you get off a plane for eight hours is also unbelievable. You don't have to go through security again. It's cheaper. It's just better. It's better all the way around. It's one of the few times I'd recommend taking a boat over the plane. Morea's airport exists. Uh, let's say you flew to Bora Bora first, and then you're coming back to Morea. I mean, obviously, it needs an airport to connect to other islands. But if you're coming from Tahiti, take the boat. Right. No, that makes a lot of sense. My flight, I had no choice. I mean, I guess I had a choice. Apparently, there's a cargo ship you can, you can <laughs> yeah. take to get to Bora Bora. Yeah, I think uh, our Points and Miles backpacker is going to try that early next year. So yeah. stay tuned for his report on that. You need like a full day to pull that off. You do. He he has he has the time, and he's willing to make it work. So. So one thing that seemed more attractive, you know, about Bora Bora over the Maldives to me is that you, you don't need to pay for a seaplane flight. But once you start digging into it, you realize you actually have to spend a lot of money for Air Tahiti. It's, my ticket was $420 round trip, yeah. maybe even 440 it Yeah, was, and it's like, what, an hour in the air? It was about an hour, maybe yeah. a little bit less. I had no view. Everybody's like, grab a seat on the left, grab a seat on the left. Yeah. It, was, it was cloudy coming in. Obviously, yeah. I, wasn't, I was paying for transportation. But, yes. And then when you get there, you have to pay for a boat. Yeah, so this is something that a lot of people don't realize about Bora Bora. When you land at the airport, you're not actually there. The only thing on that Motu is the airport. And if you want to go to any resort at all, which let's be honest, you do, you then have to get on a boat. So the St. Regis, for example, there's a boat that takes you directly to it. For some people, you can take the Air Tahiti bus, or uh, sorry, boat, to the main island. And that's included. That is included in the ticket. It's a time commitment, though. It is a time commitment, and it's definitely out of the way. If you're going to Bora Bora... I mean, you stay. We can we can get into this, into this yeah. in a minute. You you can stay on the main island of Viatepe, but this is very similar to Tahiti. Don't if you, that's not the place you really want to be. You no. want to be on the Motus with the incredibly clear water, uh, the picture perfect situation. So if you do get to the mainland, quote unquote mainland, you still have to take another boat to your actual destination. Right. Sometimes even a taxi to your boat. So and boat, I, I, taxi boat. Yeah, and I will pause right here and say, please don't let this discourage you from going to Bora Bora. It's beautiful. We're here to tell you there are better ways to do it, and there's efficient ways to do it, so, so go. And if you're just like, I don't want to deal with all of those connections, just fly to Tahiti, take it one ferry to Morea, and I promise you, you'll be in paradise. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of paradise, I, I got to drive right by it on my airport <laughs> boat. <laughs> uh, they, they picked us up at the airport. I was There are actually two intercontinental hotels, and this can, yep. can be really confusing. Confusing yes, because there's La Moana, which is on that main island. That's uh, right. It's near Viatepe. Yep. And then there is the Talasso, um, which is the Greek word for something water related. I, f- I forget. Yeah. Beach water. It's surrounded so, by incredible water. So it's that beautiful. makes sense. I can buy uh, that. Yeah. So the boat had 
passengers that were going to Tolasso, and we stopped there first. Yeah. And so I had booked Milana because they had a word availability. It was right. it was a pretty good deal. I think it was it was seventy thousand IHG points for one night, right? Um, which we value at roughly five hundred dollars. And yeah. then uh, one night was completely free as a credit card perk. So getting a free night in Bora Bora just for having a ninety five dollar credit card. I mean that's amazing it's it's why we do what we do exactly yeah so um i was staying at the cheap one <laughs> which is moana uh and so i had to pay i think it was 70 dollars or something for this boat from the airport to moana but we stopped at Talasso, and there were these honeymooners on my boat the only other passengers and they got off at Talasso. they got the standard greeting where someone comes down and they they put the lay on and they smile and you feel like Oh, I'm somewhere I yes. want to be. Like this people is a, are happy to see me. People are happy. This is amazing. Yes. I, I actually explored Tolasso later, and I'll, I'll get to that. But um, they take you to this amazing lounge with a beautiful view of of Mount. Mount, Mount I'm going to butcher it. Yeah, I am. The as mountain, well. the, the giant mountain. mountain. Yes. yes, yes. And and so they got off. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get to Moana in 10 minutes. It's going to be amazing. I get yeah. to Moana, pull up. There's no one there. Yeah, not a single person. Not surprising. Uh, the, yeah, the skipper gets off the boat and he he goes to pick up a phone. And he calls the front desk and he's like, points towards the reception. And he's like, okay, walk that way. Yep. And I, I should mention it's raining right now. So um, there were no umbrellas. I'm walking in the rain. It was not the, the warmest welcome, I have to say. There's a reason why the Moana is vastly cheaper than Thalassa. And that's it. If you go to Bora Bora, don't stay uh, on Moana unless you want to do what you did with the boat. And I've yeah. done in the past, which is essentially stay at the Moana, use it as a place to rest your head. And then you get up in the morning and you say, look, I need to go to the gym. There's not a gym at the Moana. So there is one at the Thalazo. So you get on this boat that just runs all day between the two resorts. And you go over to Thalazo and spend your day there. The beaches are amazing. The water is amazing. I'm, you know, I don't know how the guests at Thalazo feel if there were like this mass influx of people. I, I should say I was the only one doing that. Yeah, so. I don't think many people do it, but... Now that we've put this out there in the open, maybe more will. But yeah, I, I don't I know. hope more do. I do too. It's it's an incredible property and an amazing perk to just be able to take a boat over to it. It's phenomenal. Uh, so I, I had some service issues. I really I go into a lot of detail in in my review of Moana and. Overall, I, I mean, it's kind of crazy to say after reading that review, but I, I would stay there again. And the reason for that is because you can take this boat over to Tolasso yeah, and it's so agreed. much cheaper. Completely agreed. And you can actually, so you have to pay $25 round trip for the boat most of the time. Yep. But if you say you're going over to the gym because yep. there's no gym at Moana, it's free. Yep. And you're so supposed I, to take the next ferry back, but I just didn't. You don't have to. Fine. Yeah. And, and I will say one other thing about the boat. If you fly in an air, on Air Tahiti and you take the free boat to Viatepe, you can take then like a 20 to $25 cab from there to Moana and, then and the save boat. yourself some money. Uh, well, no, then you're there. Oh, You're right. at the Moana. Moana. Yeah. 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 That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I should have done that. I think, yeah, $70, I mean, for a 20-minute boat ride is a little steep. That's a little much. Yeah. So I stayed two nights in Moana. And then I went to the St. Regis Bora Bora. Slight upgrade. Amazing upgrade. Yeah. I, I was just counting down the hours on the last day. I'm like, yeah. can I go? Can I go? Can I go? Yeah. And so to get between the two is a little tricky, which is kind of crazy because Tolasso is just one resort over That's from right. St. Regis. You could almost canoe to it. You can, believe it or not, you can actually walk between the two, but you have to go on private property oh. and there are stray dogs there. I see. And I was not, this is one thing I was not expecting about Bora Bora, but there are dogs kind of all over the it place. It is a little bizarre. And they're, yeah. they're dangerous. They'll they bite you. They are. So, Especially on the main island of Viatepe. Yeah. They're all around the Moana. So I saw, I started to walk away from Moana just to kind of explore the area. And yeah. I saw a pack of, of yeah. eight 
eight to ten dogs, and they started walking towards me pretty quickly. And I'm like, okay, no. Nope, yeah, it's a on. it's a little strange. It's not what you think of when you go to Bora Bora. But the main land of or the main island of Viatepe is definitely not what you see in marketing materials. No, not yeah. at all. But what you do see is the St. Regis Bora Bora. That's exactly what you see. And we spent two nights there. Brian actually met me there so that he could explore the uh, experience. I should say the overwater <laughs> deluxe overwater yeah. villa and jet uh, ski amongst the. Uh, the jet setters. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I got to explore a, a beach um, villa, which was actually beautiful and yes. twice the size of the overwater villa. Exactly. So this was, it was 60,000 points per night. And obviously this, this um, redemption is, is going away very, very soon, yep. imminently. But yep. if you were able to get it, I mean, that is probably the, the deal of the year, I think. Yeah. And I think a lot of people will say, like, if I'm going that far, I need to stay in an overwater bungalow, which is true. I, I say spend at least two nights there. But then stretch your budget to stay back on land so that you can just be in that part of the world longer. Yeah. And like, as you said, the beach bungalows are amazing because it serves as a place to rest your head, but you get to explore the beaches in the water just like everyone else. Yeah. But we, I mean, it was, it was really a fantastic time. Breakfast was included, which really makes, you know, a, a huge difference. The food was very expensive. So I want to, yeah. I want to kind of round out talking about a budget and really what to expect. If you can get the hotel on points and the flight on points, I mean, it, it's amazing. Uh, you know, you're spending yes. a lot less, but you're still yes. going to spend some money. So yeah. what what kind of budget? I know it's kind of hard to do on the fly, but, uh, you know, compared to other destinations nearby, like, say, Hawaii, yeah. you know, is Bora Bora and, and French Polynesia more expensive overall? It's definitely more expensive overall. So I, I stayed at the Hilton Morea uh, on Morea as well as the Intercontinental. And the quick and dirty there is if you're choosing between the two, the Hilton is by far superior. There are four main resorts on Morea and the Hilton is far and away the best one, mostly because of the lagoon that it's on. The watercolor there is unbelievable, and you won't find that anywhere else. So short version is if you can find a way to stay at the Hilton Morea, do it. Once you're there, though, you, you, you really need to try to uh, find some ways to eat elsewhere. Lay Mayflower is a good option, but you're still looking at 45 to $50 a person for dinner, which is okay. Well, lot. living in New York, that's not insane. I it's guess, not so. insane, but it is, it is a lot. I will say... One tip for super budget travelers, if you have elite status and you can check heavy bags, don't be ashamed to pack lots of snacks and even bottled water and take it over there with you. You can definitely save a lot of money by packing in as much food as possible. And another tip, instead of bringing bottled water, you can actually refill your bottles in the gym. You know, usually yes. they have water dispensers there with a, filtered that's water. A, that's so. an amazing tip. I've, but but I will say, compared to Hawaii, you're going to spend more money uh, overall. It's just it's uh, more remote. Um, it's it's based on the euro, which is generally pricier than the dollar, and they price things accordingly. And Hawaii definitely has more competition. There are multiple Hawaiian islands. There are tons of flights coming and going. A lot more tourists to kind of subsidize the groceries and such there, mm-hmm. whereas. French Polynesia is generally set up as a collection of resorts that will charge accordingly. That makes a lot of sense. Well, I look forward to my next trip back. Uh, I think it might be a couple's trip. Going solo was was an interesting experience. (laughs) Yeah, that is interesting. It's definitely built for for couples and or families. You know, I I saw a couple of families that rented two overwater bungalows at the Hilton Morea, and they had an amazing time seeing who could jump the farthest off of their back porch in my head right now. So it is, uh, you know, despite what you hear, it is an amazingly family-friendly destination. Uh, But solo travel is tough because – you you can't be there and not think
think I wish X were here to also appreciate this with me. Sounds good. So take a friend, save up enough miles to do it. Indeed. Well, I'm afraid we're out of time. I really want to dig more into French Polynesia in general. Perhaps we can do that in a future episode. There will be another time. There is always time for Polynesia. Thank you so much for joining us, Darren. And uh, welcome to the TBG family as our our resident senior writer for uh, Paradise Destinations. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Hit me up on Twitter if you need anything. I'm happy to advise. And what's your Twitter handle, Darren? It is Darren Murph. Instagram? Do we do Instagram? Instagram is Darren Murph, but there's an underscore after Darren because someone already took my name. Oh, that's all right. At least you got Darren Murph. That's right. First world problems. Well, thank you, sir, for joining us, and uh, we look forward to having you back soon. All right. Safe travels. That's it for this week's episode. Thanks again to Darren for his insight on traveling to paradise. Again, I am your host, Zach Honig, and this episode was produced by Caroline Shagrin with editing by Ryan Gabos. Our theme music is by Alex Schiff. If you like this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends and check back next Wednesday to hear more from TPG's family team on North American Ski Destinations. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.